Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, your number one source for everything Workspace by the Tab Geeks Network. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. We have pricing for Duet AI to share with all of you later in the episode, and we have a lot to say on that. Are they crazy? I know it's expensive to run all of this AI stuff, but come on. Okay, okay, we'll get to it later. Also, Steve and I actually have access to Duet AI as part of the 100,000 or so invites that have gone out over the last couple of days uh, to Google Labs, and so we can talk a bit about that as well. For my nerdy t-shirt of the week, I have one from the OG of YouTube tech folks, Linus Tech Tips, their LTT store uh, shirt. It's a cool circuitry kind of, I don't know, scene of uh, a moon and mountains and sky made out of circuits. It's pretty cool. I like it. And it's a nice quality shirt, just like last week, so... Um, I think I'm going to have to create a website, like a, a blog post of my nerdy shirts of the week with links so that everybody can go and buy them if you're interested. Anyway, Steve, have you gotten a chance to play with Duet at all, Duet AI at all yet? I haven't, but you know what? I have talked to a bunch of people that not specifically using Duet, but they're using ChatGPT within their, within their business to, you know, create email marketing campaigns and do like, you know, 90 day, you know, daily reminder type or like drip campaign things. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so the, the AI use is, is out there and active, you know, in people's oh, day to day lives already. So it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, by bringing this functionality, you know, directly into docs and Gmail and having it right there integrated into the application instead of, you know, having to jump out into some other app and, you know, copy it in. Uh, even when it, you know, even when it's been, let's say, going to, you know, Bard and then saying, you know, oh, bring it into a Google Doc or bring it into an email, um, I think having it directly there into the applications are going to make the the use of it much more easy and, you know, make people aware of it um, a lot more. Oh, 100%. I mean, ease of use and easy access is definitely two things that are a huge part of adoption of, you know, a new tool with a suite like this. And that's one of the things that Google has done relatively well with the vertical vertical integration across their suite over the years. Um, obviously, Apple's walled garden approach is another great example of this. And I think that, you know, what as they continue rolling this out and finding new ways to tie it in deeper to their tools, it's just going to make our lives much easier. That being said, I was playing around with it a little bit and I got access to, you know, the help me write feature in, um, in right. Gmail as well as um, in, in Docs. And, uh, well, I asked it to write a podcast segment announcing the rollout of Google Duet. And here's what I got. And I apologize for uh, using the wake word, but for the purpose of this, I must. I absolutely have to. It's a, it, it created, hello, welcome to the Google Duet podcast. I'm name. Google Duet is a new AI assistant new AI assistant. Did you catch that? A new AI assistant that can help you with a variety of tasks. It's available on the Google Assistant app. Just say, hey Google, open Duet. You can use Duet to schedule appointments, find information online, translate languages, write emails and texts and more. Duet is always learning, so the more you use it, the better it will get. We hope you enjoy using Google Duet, and if you have any feedback, please let us know. Thank you for listening. And then insert music. (laughs) So as far as the structure goes... (laughs) Great. Very short episode. Yeah. Um, what's with the replacement of the Google Assistant with Duet? Well, here, I, I there, think it's Duet. more of it's it's opening an app, right? So it says open up the app. So I feel right. that there's going to be you know an app on your phone for this phone functionality. Or your, um, 
your, yeah, or Google within the Google platform. Search, Google yeah. yeah, assistant platform exactly, and then it'll start asking you for other things. Um, you can hear the buzzing from your phone right there as you try and play with it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just that's the haptic feedback. That's all that is. You can hear that. Oh, seriously? I no. It sounded yeah. like the the classic buzzing that happens when you are about to get a text message in the old days. No, when it's next oh. to your uh, your speakers. It is. Also, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, see, see, see. Interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. the yeah, the do not disturb zone. But oh, mm. you're getting like the you're getting like the feedback sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zzz, kind uh, of a thing. But yeah, so I I I do think that there's definitely going to be keep that away. A time in the near future where it is likely to be something that you can launch to help you do tasks. And the weird thing here is like, and I've been saying this since we started talking about this, I don't know, what, six months ago, more, is like the ability to interact and to talk with a natural language model like this is what the Google Assistant and others should have been. It was built, yeah, that's how that's from what it was meant to be. Right? In the first place, like why, uh, can we go back in time about five years to IO 2017 and just have them say, you know, announcing the Google Assistant powered by LMM and Google yeah, Duet. Right. It's like just compress all of that time. Just skip the pandemic altogether and, yeah. you know, Go back to there and, hey, this is how it should have been. So I'm really looking forward right. to that being it, a reality. Yeah. I mean, it should just be Google Assistant, really. Yeah. It should just yeah. be integrated into Google Assistant. Yeah. Well, um, Apple this week announced that they're dropping um, the hey from Siri in order to launch their Assistant, which okay. is interesting. So yeah. maybe Google will follow suit. How? How, though? People, so <laughs> I don't know. Many people I use talk the word about Google so many times all the time. Right. <laughs> it's because, yeah, because it, it used its own, you know, it used the most popular, you know, mm -hmm. search engine name in the world and the, you know, the adjective to search the internet. So Yeah, well, that was Google's marketing and branding team going, this is what we're going to do. And, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes that can get in the way of, I think Amazon really nailed it on the head with, with uh with Alexa it's just a really solid good easy to remember easy to use name yeah. that will get picked up because of the multiple syllables and whatever i mean siri if it worked better sure but it never really works all that well i mean bard could be the name sure you know sure could that could be it maybe sure the whole platform although but. i feel like duet is more where they'd be going with that bard is just the chatbot i don't know yeah. What is the whole category? I don't know. I don't, it's it not is a early name, days, though. folks. It's not really like it's a name of someone. Days. It's like not. What Alexa and Siri Bard. kind of appear Bard to be. Bard is a descriptor, though. Yeah. Well, right. But Bard sounds like it could be a name. Yes. Or Duet just, just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, that I'm just I'm, you know curious about with Duet AI and you know this integration within Workspace with the Gmail and Docs is, you know, is it going to start to leverage your corporate information and resources and documents that you have access to, Ooh. to then answer, you know, what you're asking it? Because that's really, you know, that, um, you know, what companies and what people in the company kind of need is like, if I could have it start writing, you know, things specific to my industry, specific to my company, say, Hey, you know, do I, you know, build a sales invoice for this product and this product and this product at a 20% markup? Yep. I know. Yep. I've there already been go. having conversations with some clients about building something using the AI tools and GCP for this exact use case. But also take a look at all of our, you know, 
accessible public, not public, but accessible company data, obviously not looking at people's, you know, private communications and stuff, but any of the databases that, that are generally used to create dashboards or things like that, and just have there be a chatbot that you can ask questions to. So instead of having to go to the yeah. BI team, you just say, okay, right. you know, company yeah. bought Bard, right. tell me this and this yeah. statistic. Tell me this and this information right. that I'm looking yeah. for. Tell me last how many of sales for the you know, Midwest or, region, right? Exactly. You know, how's our inventory doing on this and this thing, and, and so on. And so, you know, it's definitely going to be seeing a lot of use cases in that in that um, in that area. Um, right. I'm just curious to see how many of them Google's going to build into as part of like a low code, like if they built out sort of uh, like an app, not an app sheet, like a building blocks thing where you could build your own just by putting together different components. Here's the data source. Here's the block. Go and train. Mm-hmm. Here's how you access it. Here's who can yeah. access it. And then you just you know launch well, it. That would, I think, be incredibly powerful for end yeah. users to be able to tap into all of that. And I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I mean, I, I think we're going to probably never see that within, within it. It's going to be left to third-party companies building on top of Mm. like the AI and then you having to specifically say, okay, give access to my corporate data, you know, or this data and having, you know, companies say, you know, Hey, we're providing this, you know, integration, uh, into your corporate data. Cause that's, that's happening with with certain AI tools right now. Yeah. And I think that's where Google is also taking this a little bit slow when it comes to releasing to the enterprise, because there are certain things where it's like, yeah, you can have this, but you have to take into consideration the fact that, you know, these things are going to Google. Like what was it in the, um, the, the assisted writing on Android? Was it for chat? It was, it was like a, I'm trying to remember what it was. Shoot. Basically the warning with with it was your last 20 messages will be sent to Google to their servers, even though it's okay. encrypted end to end. I think it was the Google messages. Um, it's like, help me write for Google messages on Android. Okay. Perhaps. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Go. Like the auto, magic, the auto magic compose. That's what okay. it's called. And the warning that came out with that is it sends your messages to Google. And I think we talked about this a little while ago. Uh, The beta for Magic Compose is a new messages feature that uses AI to help you write text messages. Uh, Apparently, the feature comes with a very big caveat. It will send up to 20 previous messages to Google servers to generate suggestions, even if you're using RCS with end-to-end encryption. So that's obviously not going to fly in a, you know, megacorp enterprise that... Uh, or even a smaller company that has highly secure information. You know, somebody who's a, a fintech startup, for example, isn't going to want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So. Yeah. so I think that, you know, related to that, Google is taking the slow and steady pace when it comes to uh, the larger orgs, unless they get, you know, full blanket yeah, but authorization. All... But they haven't even built yeah, up that just granularity have to do like an opt-in. yet. Just do like, sure, you know, hey, the granularity the isn't data. there yet. Even Even, you know... It's not even a simple one for for the experimental apps. It's just all of them right now. So they're going to build out that infrastructure first, and then they'll be able to start opening that up to everybody, I think. All right. All right. A few topics. Moving on to topics. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, what do we got? Good number of updates this week. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty good number of things in the news and a few updates uh, within our other products that we cover during the week. So, 
Uh, two silent releases here in the end of week recap post. Uh, one is the first one is optimizing the Google Drive Android app for full devices. Uh, and then the second one is uh, you can now view documents in page, uh, paginated mode on Android devices. Uh, and then in terms of paginated, paginated? yeah, paginated, yeah. <laughs> The, I, uh, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's like a, a, a gif it's a gif gif thing here <laughs> one of those hopefully um updates that we saw during the week uh seven of those uh, first one is that you can simplify and strengthen sign in by enabling pass keys for your users uh, we did talk about this last week and uh, it is actually now available uh, for, for most users, probably, uh, g.co slash pass keys. If you want to yep. check that one out, we'll talk more about that a little bit later though. Uh, you can write uh, messages faster and easier with smart compose in Google chat. Uh, you can also now visit a, a class using a new option in Google classroom. There's an improved experience for admitting or denying join requests in Google meet. Uh, next we have an updated user experience for the email log search tool. And I, th is this actually new? Uh, oh, no, you know, I mean, it is for most people. This has been updated for me for <laughs> a long, long time now. I think it's been a good, like five months. I think I've seen this. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh, we have an enhanced experience for picture in picture for Google meet in Chrome. And, and then the assistant and calendar reminders are automatically migrating to tasks here. Uh, in terms of some other releases that we saw uh, this last uh, within the last week, uh, Bard has some updates here for Bard can code for you for an improved math and data analysis, and then also uh, you can export Bard generated tables to Google Sheets. Uh, there's also an update uh, with Drive for Desktop, uh, pretty simple one. Uh, I won't go into too much detail on that again, but I'll just say that it is updated to version 76. And that just has some additional bug fixes and performance improvements. Uh, the Meet Hardware also seeing an update there. Uh, a few things that we'll, we'll cover towards the end. Uh, a few what's new items and a few what's fixed items with that. And then uh, some things in the news. So we see that you know uh, Duet AI for Google Workspace Enterprise has hit the pre-order for, for businesses there. Uh, also an article uh, well, that's, that's the nine to five article. And of course we have the official Google announcement for that as well. And we'll talk a little bit about the pricing for that. Uh, next, uh, kind of complementing the, the update uh, around pass keys, the Google security blog has an article, uh, regarding that. So, so long passwords, thanks for all the fish as the title <laughs> of that article, which is kind of, uh, kind of a nice catchy, uh, get that nice catchy title. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you're, if you're all you fishermen out there. It's also uh, a throwback to uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, is it? Okay. What? You didn't uh, catch that? Uh, no, I haven't I haven't watched that. I haven't I haven't watched it like watched. the full thing. Read the book. I, uh, I've, yeah, <laughs> I've not read it either. That's your homework. Um, Go home and read that yeah, book. You yeah. are home. <laughs> Go to the library and get it out or buy it on Amazon. Uh, and then finally, Chrome is adding full Google Password Manager UI for completes with desktop. Oh, oh, here we go. Should be a little comma here. It's just Google Chrome is adding full Google Password Manager UI complete with desktop shortcut. So there you go. 
that is that's everything we're going to call cover this week. So we will jump into those uh, those first updates here. And I think I clicked on yeah I gotta click out of this. I open up the log search article first. Uh, first one is that optimization of Google Drive Android app for foldable devices. Uh, it's kind of as we've been talking about these updates all year. Uh, finally, uh, the devices devices out, and then we, you know we continue to see more updates for these foldable devices now that Google has their own. Uh, so now when you're using the Google Drive app on that foldable device, you'll notice that controls within the uh, item preview viewer will intelligently respond to the to what position the foldable device is in, either it being opened, closed, partially open, uh, or partially opened, and adjust accordingly. It's nice that they finally have a device to put these little renders, screen yeah, renders on that they can exactly. show off. Look at that. the pixel fold instead of just uh, the screenshots as it has yeah. been I just, until now. I just wonder when that device is going to hit, you know, sales and discounts when it just ends <laughs> up probably not selling, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's uh, not going to sell as well as um, the, the pixel devices. Yeah, I'm biding my time to buy the other Duet, the Microsoft uh, Duet. I think that's what they call it. The they're foldable. Um, oh, really? Like, they, I don't, they called it the same as like the Google AI tool, didn't <laughs> they? Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it used to be. No, what the hell was it called? Well, Duet is is a new name. Um, what was their foldable called? Am I blanking on this? Wasn't it original? Oh, the Surface Surface Duo. I think it was codenamed Duet. Maybe I'm crazy on this, but I yeah. think. I think once upon a time it was called Duet. Hmm. Maybe I'm hallucinating, just like a Bard. <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying but to I, I want it just because it's like yeah. yeah, I want it just because it it's an iconic you know first major uh, produced hmm. device. There's a Lenovo Duet. No, is that Surface a Pro versus Len- it, yeah, it's Lenovo IdeaPad Duet Five Eyes Two and One. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. I don't know. Hmm. Never mind. I'll look uh, there's the Dell Concept Duet laptop. Was that also? That was a foldable. Uh, maybe. <laughs> All right. All right. I think I'm just hallucinating. Well, the Concept Duet Duet looks cool though from Dell. <laughs> They also had that like magnetic camera that I really want. That's what I wish they had released. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I put it in the middle of my screen and have a good view into the for podcasting and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and then uh, next update uh, we have here uh, in the silent releases is that you can now view documents in uh, paginated mode on Android devices. So documents on tablets and foldables will now be in paginated mode upon first open, unless the document is sent to pageless, which a lot of my documents are becoming pageless. Mm. Uh, very few are paged, in fact. And uh, yeah, that wraps up those two. Uh, next, we jump into our main updates for the week. Uh, so. First one being uh, the one you know we talked about last week in terms of pass keys. So the open beta is now available, so you can simplify and strengthen signing by enabling pass keys for your users. Uh, if you want to do this as an admin, head over into the admin console and enable that first. Uh, that will then allow users to head over to their kind of in, into their security keys section. So 
g.co slash passkeys will take the user there and then they will be able to set up those devices uh, that they can authenticate with. So, uh, you know, I have my Pixel devices kind of listed there already if I, as I've signed into my accounts on my phone already with those. And then it was really simple to just uh, first enable passkeys and then set up the, uh, you know, the MacBook fingerprint uh, on my accounts. You know, it's, it's a pretty quick and seamless process. A, a lot fewer screens than setting up a security key now with Google. So, mm. you know, security keys now added like a five screen click through, you know, menu when you try to go add a security key. Whereas this just has like one, that's it. It doesn't even ask you to save the name of the device. You have to actually go in there yeah, after the fact and edit the name if you want to, whereas passkeys kind of have that option, I think, uh, in part of the click through. Or maybe they changed it actually, but it's all those different, you know, icon, you know, different screens in the uh, interstitials there of telling you what security keys are all about. Uh, but this one, you know, this one just, you know, when I think back on Chromebooks, you know, this has really been available on Chromebooks for, for such a long time with the security key feature yep. where you could, you know, enable that, press the power button and then have that device act as a security key. So this, um, you know, just add some additional level of features and functionality in terms of, you know, fingerprint and, and device uh, ID and that authentication there. Uh, but, and that's, you know, available across, of course, across a broader range of devices and not just the Chromebooks. So, uh, you know, with that, uh, with that in mind, there's a decent amount of information here in the article talking about uh, how that all works, you know, talking about security of it, uh, the, uh, ease of authentication and how fast and quick and easy that is. Uh, there is an article about making authentication faster than ever pass keys versus passwords from May. Uh, again, that's also on the security blog. So it will uh, give you some more insight into authentication and, and, you know, login times, things like that. Interesting that they're not actually comparing this to you know, they're comparing this to like standard password authentication, but they're actually not comparing this to, um, I guess maybe password would include password plus security key, right? Yeah. So, um, so this, I guess, uh, eliminates the need for password and security key and just takes you straight into, into passkey, for example. Let me click back into the article here so we can get the details on the rollout. Uh, so yeah, rollout on this one. I think hopefully that covered everything uh, of use. I didn't read through the whole article there, Jesse. I was kind of just ad-libbing that entire section. <laughs> so hopefully I covered enough of it uh, for people to kind of get the gist of what that is. Uh, if I missed anything, though, feel free to check out that article. Um, you know, it does talk about the different kind of biometrics and things like that, the support with fingerprint face recognition or kind of other screen lock mechanisms on the phones, laptops, and desktops. Uh, rollout for this one is going to be on a gradual, gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility starting on the 5th of June. Uh, and that's for both wrapped release and scheduled release domains. Uh, this is available to all workspace customers and cloud identity customers. Uh, next, the ability to write messages faster and easier with Smart Compose in Google Chat. So, uh, providing some of those, you know, pre, uh, you know, 
you know, pre-completed sentences uh, as you are typing there, uh, making it easier to write high-quality emails and content faster with Smart Compose in uh, in chat now, which uh, previously was available in Docs and Gmail. So this is now coming into into chat, and uh, you know this uh, you know just makes it a little bit more uh, quicker and easier to kind of complete what you are wanting to respond to people with. Uh, this is going to be available in a couple languages here on rollout. It's available in English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and Italian. And uh, rollout for this one is going to be on a, an extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days, starting on the 5th of June for rapid release domains. Uh, starts uh, on the 26th of June for scheduled release domains on a gradual rollout there up to 15 days for visibility. And this is available to all workspace customers as well as those uh, personal uh, Google accounts. Yeah, I like this one. This is uh, something that Google was talking about, I think, at I.O. about the millions of hours that they've saved from people having to type out the full sentence because it autofills. Although there are some things about it that I still wish they would refine, such as if I'm mm. writing an email on a Friday afternoon and I start saying, have a great or have a, it should automatically go great weekend instead of great day. Great day, yeah. <laughs> should know what day of the week it is, true. It should, yeah. yeah. More contextual awareness. And that's been my biggest complaint about all of this stuff. Yeah. Always is, well, here, I, have my see, data. I don't, more contextual I, awareness, please. Yeah, I don't, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think it's that smart, actually, you know. It's not. It, Yet. It, it, I mean, it seems like it's smart, but it actually isn't. It's just very basic you know, algorithm or not the algorithm. It's just more like, oh, look at this data and like, you know, think, oh, what's the most common thing that you would respond with with this kind of yeah. question or with you know yeah. this you know structure? It's not really, oh, it's a Friday, it's three o'clock. You're this user. You have access to this information, and then, you know, how do I how would I best answer this based on this you know unique set of data that is you know like you said exactly. more contextual. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, looking at the next update, uh, which is visit a class using a new option in Google Classroom. Uh, so this is uh, kind of a little change to things here. So because previously uh, education leaders and other support staff had to be added as permanent co-teachers in Google Classroom if they wanted to provide support to teachers, manage substitutes, and check on student progress. Uh, but now you'll be able to uh, visit a class uh, which allows permissioned users to temporarily access classes to support educators, post announcements, view student profiles, and more, without being assigned a permanent, uh, without being assigned as a permanent co-teacher. So, just providing a little bit, uh, you know, like a support role, essentially a support role for yeah. classrooms. It's really what this just is. Pop in. Yeah. Exactly. And look at that. I mean, this is where it, it actually is. It's an admin role. And give someone the ability to to manage manage classrooms there from the kind of classroom interface. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is what you would need to do if you want to make someone a uh, classroom administrator, you know, admin support uh, person. Uh, so this uh, is going to roll out uh, on the rapid release and scheduled release domains. This is for the admin console setting. Uh, I'll start the sixth of June on a gradual rollout up to fifteen days for visibility. And then the actual rollout of the functionality will be on the 12th of June, 
uh, uh, for both rapid release and scheduled release domains, and also on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility there. Uh, this uh, is only going to be available, though, to those that have Google Workspace for Education Plus licenses assigned to them. So not available to, uh, to us Workspace users, it seems, or those non-Education Plus customers. Well, I was going to... The rollout, yeah, I was going to take a sneak peek. Sometimes I always wonder if they have actually given it to the workspace uh, users and admins, but hmm. let me see. Oh, got to add my security key. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no, I if it had been me. a pass key. The... <sighs> I know, right. I haven't... <laughs> this is another account that I'm logging into, which I don't have it added yet. Uh, I wonder. Oh, I wonder if it actually will do that for like the two-step verification process. That'd be cool. Else, we'll sell. Yeah, we shall see. Um, I could kind of grab it. Hold on, let me just dip out of screen here. A few moments later. Nope, can't do it because I'm using all three connections right now for the podcast. <laughs> all right, I'll have to check it later. I'll have yeah. to cut all this out and post. Ah, cut it out. That's what you know. That's what we did. I'm just trying to check That's out. That's what we do. You know, do things live. That's what we do. <laughs> test it in live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we talked about availability, rollout to that. Uh, look at the next one. Uh, we have some improved experience for admitting and denying join requests in Google Meet. So there's the kind of old admitting experience where you had a uh, kind of a single line of all these people want to join and you could just say deny all or view all, and then you'd go into like a different screen and, and see what all that was. Uh, you can now start to kind of see this. I'm just trying to see this here in my in my view, uh, more kind of on the side panel of people. So as that pops up, it'll just be integrated into the into the people section there. So it'll be a little bit more um, just kind of built into the the existing. Uh, people management of uh, of that of that area, so it won't it won't like kind of disturb the meeting, for example, because yeah, what was happening before is it was, you know, if you were presenting or if you were interacting with something, it would just kind of like pop up and kind of break the meeting experience for you. Uh, so that's what's happening with the uh, the rollout. Some good images there to show you what that before and after looks like. Our rollout for this one is going to be on a full rollout uh, starting on the 7th of June for rapid release domains, and then on a full rollout uh, for you know with one to three day visibility starting on the 15th of June for scheduled release domains. And it's available to all workspace customers as well as those with personal Google accounts. Uh, next, that updated user interface for the email log search tool. So it is coming into that in you know that. Uh, security investigation tool look and feel. It was a um, a, a little bit uh, took a little bit of getting used to initially when I was uh, when I was kind of yep. using it. Yep. But um, yeah. So and I'm just like looking back into into when that was because I remember posting that over in in Mac admins actually from me. Let's see. And when this actually started rolling out, what is it called? Email log search, right? Um, yep, change for me. Here we go. February 6th. 
Yeah, it's been it a while. Been, I know it's I know it's been a while. I was like, it's been a long <laughs> time. Yeah, I posted it Monday, February sixth, that it changed for me. So it's been out there for a while. Um, but yeah, if you are not seeing that yet, uh, there are some good screenshots of what to expect and um, and how to you know kind of interact there with those custom searches and predefined searches in the dialog boxes there. Uh, so rollout uh, for everyone, it probably should be coming and finalizing to everyone pretty soon uh, because rollout for this one started on the 7th of June for both rapid release and scheduled release domains on that gradual rollout uh, schedule up to 15 days for visibility. And, uh, you know, they list a whole bunch of availability SKUs here. I think it's pretty much everyone. There's a long list, business starter, standard, business plus. Yeah, there's, it looks like it's just coming to basically every SKU that has access to Gmail is really what that, uh, that, the, what that list looks like there. Obviously it doesn't list cloud identity because they don't have access to email or frontline, um, some of the, oh, frontline starter standard. Yep. That's there too. There's email for that actually. So yeah, all the, all the Gmail enabled SKUs will uh, take advantage of that. All right. Uh, next, uh, there's an enhanced experience for picture in picture in, for Google meet in Chrome. So the picture in picture experience, uh, is going to be a little bit more engaging here and feature rich. Uh, so directly from the picture in picture window, you now can raise your hand, uh, use in meeting chat, turn captions on and off. Uh, you can more effectively resize the picture in picture window and you can access, access flexible layouts. And Jesse, I don't know if you saw in the upcoming uh, feature releases is pretty soon you will be able to raise your hand and without clicking the button and it will really? raise your hand for you. Yes. I did not that, see that. I haven't actually checked that in a little while. I probably yeah, should. That, that is a coming soon feature that they're building out. Uh, so you don't have to click the button. You just you know, actually raise your hand and then Google Meet will recognize that you are raising your hand. Very nice. I need it to automatically recognize that I put my hand over my mouth and then mute my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, was that a, was that a mute? Hold on, was that a mute? Or was it just to clean my mouth? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell? <laughs> Well, I really am a huge fan of this feature. I actually use this a lot. And for a very long time, I forgot it existed in the first place because it's not like the normal way you right-click and you do uh, picture-in-picture. You actually, for the, the meet um, pop-out picture-in-picture, you have to go to the three dots and select uh, to, to pop it out. And um, for a long time... I had forgotten it was there and then I realized that that's where it was hiding and I started using it again, especially when I'm on just a single Chromebook and not on my, you know, massive screen real estate setup here. And now the ability to raise your hand and use the chat um, has been two things that have been driving me crazy for every time I use it. I'm like, ah, I have to go back to the window in order to use these. So thank you, Google, for adding that. Nice. That's my bit there. Yeah, there's, a, there's quite a few things that they list in... Uh, in development for Google Meet on the uh, upcoming Google Workspace release, but a lot of them actually come out as far as I can tell. So, mm -hmm. you know, things like the instant self-check in the green room, I thought that came out, uh, like some of the improved image quality and poor lighting, that, you know, that seems to have come out already, I thought. Yeah. Um, but um, a couple of those, I think, are new. Uh, paired participant tiles in Google Meet. So, yeah, there's a few things there in development we're checking out. And... Uh, you know, across a lot of other products as well. 
So also shout out to the excellent uh, quality of this and several of the other screenshots. There you go. Thank you, thank yeah, you, thank you. Pretty good this week. Yeah. All right. So rollout for this one. This one started on the seventh of June, and this is going to be uh, going coming out on a gradual rollout, gradual rollout up to fifteen days for visibility across both rapid release and scheduled release domains. And all workspace customers, as well as those with personal accounts, are going to see that feature. And then finally, uh, this is uh, just an, an kind of an update to the update uh, that we saw back in September uh, about migrating reminders uh, from Google Calendar and Google Assistant to Google Tasks. Uh, so this is going to start to happen. So uh, they are going to be migrating starting today and today being June 8th, uh, which is when that post was made. So uh, to kind of help ensure that smooth transition, uh, there's kind of reminding admins here and end users uh, that uh, you can verify, you need to verify that the task service is on for your organization. And if the service is off, then any reminder data will not be migrated to tasks. And the reminders data deletion will be initiated after June 22nd. Uh, so you can also enable your organization to use takeout in case you want users to export their assistant and calendar reminders. And if your end users want to use assistant to manage tasks after the migration, you need to adjust settings for search and assistant users and turn on access to workspace data. Uh, so, um, yeah, just some helpful reminders there for admins and, you know, about, uh, the, if you're using your end user. Of course, your admin's got to start to enable those things for you if you want to be able to do those certain things. And there's also a migration here uh, section about using a personal Google account. Uh, those will begin to migrate automatically migrate in June. And uh, they're going to share some information on that timeline in a future update on the Google Workspace Updates blog. Interesting that they're going to provide an update uh, for personal Google account stuff on Workspace, the Workspace Update blog. But yeah, I guess if you're a consumer user, you should follow the Workspace Updates blog as well. <laughs> and yeah, you should listen yeah. to our Google Workspace Recap Show. There you go. And uh, as expected, this is going to uh, impact all Google Workspace customers, as as well as uh, personal Google account users. They don't mention that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, uh, you know, as that last section said, it will impact personal Google accounts also at some point. So that, that wraps up all of the main published releases for Workspace. Uh, we did, as I said, saw, see an update for BARD. Uh, so BARD coding updates here. So starting with English, uh, they've updated BARD to detect computational prompts and run code in the background making BARD a little bit better at mathematical tasks, coding questions, and uh, string manipulation. Uh, that is the what, and then the why is that, uh, you know, we're supercharging your ability to analyze data by making BARD a little bit better at that computation. Um, so, uh, of course, they always caveat it with, it won't get it always right, but keep <laughs> was improving with that. your feedback, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then next, being able to export BARD-generated tables to Google Sheets. Uh, so you that's cool. really, you know, once the tables are generated there in BARD, you can export those into sheets and make it easier uh, to move that into an application where you can start to manipulate that data and, and work with it. 
Uh, the driver update, driver desktop uh, version 76, just additional bug fixes and performance improvements there. Uh, Google Meet hardware, there is an update uh, with with that coming uh, on June 20th. The Google Meet hardware updates, they love to uh, post the updates you know, about a week before they actually occur. So we're seeing gonna be seeing this around the 20th of June. Uh, there's some new things to the next uh, version of Chrome OS, uh, where there's improvements to accessibility functionality, improvements to camera stability, uh, some security patches, and then it says what's new. I guess what's fixed. I mean, security patches would be what's fixed, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and camera stability. That's, that's those are really fixes, aren't they? So um, new yeah, fixes. I guess mean, <laughs> I, I, it just says what's new. I don't know if that's new, but it yeah. should just be what's fixed. Yeah, uh, you know, fixed an issue. There's a in the what's fixed section. Now they fixed an issue with where TVs were being uh, recognized as both a speaker and a microphone. They've also Whoops. fixed an issue with the Series One touch controller uh, display, where it was periodically going into black. Uh, and then in other news, we have uh, you know a few things here with Duet AI and passwords and Chrome's password manager that I will. Uh, let Jesse talk more about. All right. So if you've been living under a rock for a while, Google has this new thing called Duet AI. It yeah. is for Workspace Enterprise, and it is designed to help you work better, faster, etc. And it is now available for pre-order. So this is a blog post that goes through kind of a little bit of the marketing lingo, what it can do, helping you write and refine content in Gmail and Docs, creating original images from text right within slides, turning ideas into action and data into insights with sheets, helping to foster more meaningful connections in Google Meet, keeping you in the flow of work with AI building blocks in docs, etc., etc. And at the end of the article here, it says if you're interested in pre-ordering Duet for Google Workspace Enterprise, please fill out this form, which is a standard uh, Google Doc form. And uh, they said that they will have more information to share on availability for small business, education, and consumers in the coming months. But mm -hmm. we have some advanced in information right for all of you uh, ahead of the curve here. Now, yes. again, uh, this is for enterprise only. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, unless otherwise noted, prices are shown per user, per month, and with an annual commitment. So this is not flex plan pricing. Uh, for flex pricing, there is a different chart um, than what we're going to show over here. Uh, it is available for all Google Workspace editions except Enterprise Starter and Business Starter. So the moment you've all been waiting for and the moment that's going to piss you all off, it is available for pre-order starting June 23. That's 2023, so next month, for a list price of $30. $30 per person per month. Per month. On a yearly commit, what? Yep. yep. <laughs> Why? If you want, oh, it, you know, if you want some flexible pricing, get it for thirty-six bucks a year. How about that? Uh, at least match what they're charging for ChatGTP, which is twenty dollars per person 20, per month. Yeah. I get yeah. that this costs a lot of money. I get that it's brand new. I get that it's super cool. I get that everyone's talking about it. I get that Google is dying for ways to make money off of this type of a thing. And that it is, you know, the biggest hot ticket item. But double the monthly yeah. subscription of like, the freaking I mean, seat of the entire the Google workspace for one feature. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I'm just gonna order a bard and do it for free. Like I exactly you know 
like unless again unless docs and gmail and all that stuff is going to integrate into my corporate data why would i go and pay for it why i, I don't i don't understand this yeah <sighs> so i don't know i mean there's there's all these other little sections here you know docs proofreader uh, slides help me visualize help me organize in sheets i mean you know intelligent classification in sheets uh and then i don't the, the help meat you stuff connect? i'm not really is that sure part of this the meat yes, stuff, the studio lighting, yeah, meat, it, live translated captions. That's we already have those things, right? So are they going to shift it? Are they going to shift it over to this and take it away from the main product? That you know, enhanced that audio, enhanced dumb. video. They just is called that, ass is that, to. Is that 1080p going to move over to oh Duet? God. Is that what that means? Oh my god, no. No, they just hauled ass to overhaul Meet so that they could catch Zoom after years of being behind because of the pandemic and all, and well, because yeah. Google was lollygagging for a while. But now they're going to, what, take these away, enhance video and Meet, enhance audio and Meet, studio yeah. lighting and live translated captions, all listed right. as part of the $30 per month per user yeah. for Duet AI? Nah, they can't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Right. I, yeah. I I don't I don't get it. Like, granted, Google has sorry, Microsoft hasn't released their pricing for what they're going to charge yet, and I think that there's going to be more to this. They'll like you know essentially there'll probably be different tiers of what's available because Google is acting very Microsoft like in that regard, and I imagine that Microsoft when they do come out with their pricing is going to have a lots of different tiers because for anybody who is familiar with Microsoft licensing, yeah. you need a degree in Microsoft licensing just to be familiar with Microsoft licensing. And you know, it's incredibly complex and Google is headed that direction uh, a lot more than they used to be. But I think that anybody in the Microsoft camp that has a copy of this is probably um, you know doing laps and, and cheers and opening champagne because um, Google took the first bite over here and 30 bucks per person per month. Yeah. I don't know. Am I crazy? Yeah. Are we, are we nuts here? Like, are you going to I don't think so. You cut out the entire SMB market. Nobody's going to pay for yeah. this. You'll get two or three users per organization. Maybe that's using this because they're power users or something. They convinced their boss to let yeah. them spend the money, but nobody's rolling this out at scale. Seriously? Not a chance. I don't know. Am I, am I totally off base? What do you think, Steve? No, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be paying for anything like this. You know, I wouldn't be suggesting this to anyone to, to use it um, at that price. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the business value in it just yet. Yeah. Um, like $20 per person, like I'd price. pay for, I'd pay for, you know, entire teams in my group to have it, in my organization to have access to all of that, like marketing, sure, easy. IT, sure, easy. You know, some of the, the, the writers, uh, you know, legal, eh, maybe. Legal is extremely old-fashioned, usually. But $30 per person per month? Uh, I'm, I'm taking a lot, a much harder look at who's going to get access to this for that price point. You know, if Google... Google wanted to just be really smart about this. I mean, first of all, somebody had to take the first shot, right? So it's going to be Google or Microsoft. Um, Microsoft already lists what they charge for. Um, what do they call it? Copilot? Do you remember what they charge for that? Uh, $10. It's $10 per month. That's right. $10 per month per user for, for a app or a yeah. tool that helps you write code, which Bard is also or, trying to oh, do. Oh, maybe it's 20 well. actually. Maybe 20. Is it? I thought it was... I, it was 10. Uh, I don't know. I just saw a search result that said, oh, no, it's 10. 
Uh, oh, yeah. get, uh, but that's the personal. So GitHub Copilot for business is 19 per month. Copilot for like individual users and like GitHub is, is 10. Right. So okay. 10, 10 and 19. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, this is an add on. This isn't a new skew. You're not doubling the price. Like most people aren't paying for the $30 a month enterprise tier. Right. I'm not for, for tab geeks, but we're a small group. Right. So obviously that's not the best, yeah. um, you know, well, example also, there, but still. Yeah. But I think also we probably have to think that Google is probably going to do something, you know, like initial discounts and offers like they do with, of you course, know, the workspace of tiers course. anyways. But those run out yeah. and then all they of a do. sudden it's yeah. $30 a month per person. And you're just like, yeah. Whoa, you know, yeah. sure. I mean, they've been, for those who aren't aware of this, they've been slowly raising the prices to workspace over the years, which makes sense because the value you get out of this is amazing. But I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm very happy that Microsoft is finally showing up and putting on real competition in the cloud connected space as opposed to just the office suite space, technically, uh, because it is causing Google to, to be more innovative here and actually have competition. But I don't know. I can't. I can't believe that this is going to be the final option, the only option. Um, you know, if you make it ten dollars a month for this, I'd sign yeah. up a lot more people than I would for thirty dollars yeah. per month per person. Oh, that yeah. adds up insanely fast. I think at ten, it would be you know a very easy answer decision for an yeah. organization to add that on. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think any. I think I think almost anyone would. You'd, you'd add that on definitely to your users that. You know, are creating emails, creating documents, those kind of those every single of one of my power users yeah. would get that for ten dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, and there's there's a decent number of them. You know, one of my clients right. is a real estate company, and you know, another client yeah. is. Yeah, is I mean, I think I think most organizations you, have, you probably see, you know, at least twenty five to thirty percent of their users fall into that category. You yeah, know? yeah, and there's always going have, to be people that don't use it as much, but those are, those are also people where yeah. if you're large enough, you have a, um, a what do you call it a partial domain. Uh, licensing, yeah. you have those on lower SKUs. You know, obviously, you're not going to give you know the 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 what do you call it maintenance workers like access lines, to this. Yeah. They don't use yeah frontline folks. They don't use they don't use the computer for for most of the, their work right. anyway. Okay. So yeah. you know, they're not, obviously not going to sign them up for this. But anybody who is a hardcore like you know really good tech user, power user, etc., a hundred percent. But for thirty dollars, oh, yeah. that's a hard sell. All right, more on this as the information continues to come out. Obviously, this is still very early and not technically officially 100% fully. I mean, it is, but it isn't fully released. Um, but, uh, you know, stay tuned because I'm sure we're going to see more on this. So that's that. Um, oh, I had clicked on the on the Google Workspace blog article, but we also have a 9 to 5 article that talks about Duet um, AI launching, etc. Yeah. Then the next one that we talked about so long, and thanks for all the fish and Steve, dude, seriously, go get the book and read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, right. so that you can actually uh, you know, redeem your, your geek cred card here. Um, <laughs> everybody should be familiar with that one. Uh, but essentially, this is an article that I missed when we were talking about passkeys originally. And um, first of all, I love the reference. Second of all, um, it's, it's a great post here on the Google Security blog that goes in deeper on creating, using, uh, how does it work under the hood for pass keys? And I think that that's valuable information to share with all of you. So I wanted to make sure to include this in the notes. So if you're interested in that, go into the show notes and take a look. 
And uh, last but not least in the category of, once again, what in the hell took them so long? Google is adding full Google Password Manager UI, uh, complete with a desktop shortcut. So essentially, you are now, and is that part of this article? You're now able to unlock passwords with biometric security. Here it is. Google says a biometric authentication is coming soon to desktop. I've actually already seen it. Um, so it is, it is rolling out. Um, essentially requires additional verification before Chrome autofills a password. And this is the number one thing that has caused people to talk about why Google password management in the browser is a terrible idea, is because if anybody has access to your password, uh, they can just easily, or has access to your computer if it's logged in, they don't need your password again in order to get into your websites because Chrome will always autofill. And this uh, solves that easily because it implements exactly that, is that it will give you a prompt for, uh, you know, fingerprint or, or your password or whatnot. So there. Um, and they they did solve it a little while ago because if you wanted to view it, you know, they solved that side of it where you did have to put in your password. But autofill definitely still automatically happens. Now, you are going to likely have a lot of people that are going to complain about this because, again, walking that line between security and usability, you got to find the, the nice, comfortable medium there. This will slow them down a little bit because it doesn't autofill. They have to, uh, you know, put in their, their authentication. It's an extra step. It's an extra beat. So, um, you know, be... be be forewarned of that. Keep that in mind as that starts to roll out. Um, for starters, the article goes on. Password Manager now appears in Chrome's three-dot overflow menu. So it's going to be a lot easier to get to your password manager instead of having to go to the three-dot settings and then uh, autofill and then passwords um, in order to uh, to get into that screen. So now you have a new dedicated UI uh, with a key logo and a search bar up top. So a lot of work went into this, it seems. Uh, passwords is the first tab, which is a simple list and the ability to add shortcuts. Uh, you can now import passwords via a CSV file, so that's cool. Um, and you can sync them, of course, across anything, any other Chrome that you're logged into. And uh, lastly here, Google is now letting you add notes to save credentials. So you can view them quickly when browsing by tapping the key icon in your address bar. So um, good extra bunch of features here that are being added to Google Password Manager. If you are still using that, many of us are not, uh, simply because we've all moved on over the years to using, well, previously, LastPass and other options such as uh, 1Pass and Keeper and so on. Um, but for those who are still using this, this is going to be a very, very welcome group of updates yep. here. Yeah, it's nice. And I mean, if you're if you want to test it out, I know Canary has it. Uh, is it has it in there? I think Stable mm -hmm. does not have it just yet. Mm -hmm. uh, stable being for me right now, uh, version one fourteen. Right, it is what I'm on. So when I try to go to that URL, Chrome slash password manager password dash manager uh, slash passwords passwords, it was not there. It might be available on uh, you know on Dev or Beta, but it's definitely available on Canary. And you know, if you want to test that out, it is it is kind of there. It doesn't have all of the menu options. I think that I oh, know it, it, it does. So passwords, checkup settings, yeah, looks like it is all there. And uh, trying to see if there's anything else here that I'm seeing that's not there. So so it automatically looks the same. Import passwords. Um, Oh yeah, so there's a few things that just, it's not showing the same as what I see in the screenshot, so it doesn't have uh, set up on device encryption yet. That is, uh, that's a new one there. Huh. Yep. Yep. 
I wonder if that's cool. just kind of built in now. But all right, well that's all for this week, folks. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter, Workspace Recap, and on our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Uh, hit the subscribe button, thumbs up. You know what to do. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week on Google Workspace Recap.